Math and science careers seem to be two different lifestyles to many people, but what if I told you that there is an amazing woman who every day works in both? Meet Professor Isabel Salgado Laborioa, an inspiring female mathematician at the University of Porto. Today, we will be focusing on her career path and her accomplishments. Hi, I'm Ainsley. I'm Kayla. And I'm Maris. We're your hosts for today's Girls Talk Math podcast. The year is 1983. It was a great year in history, especially for women. Female astronaut Sally Ride, along with four of her crewmates, flew into space for six days. She became the first American woman in space and set the example for all those who looked up to her. Meanwhile, about 4,240 miles away... Did you do that math in your head? Uh, it's classified. Anyway, at the University of Warwick, Isabel Sagado Laborioa received her PhD on the applications of singularity theory to neurobiology. That's a mouthful. Hey, speaking of neurobiology, you want to hear a joke about it? What do you call a skull without one billion neurons? I don't know what. A no-brainer. Let's rewind. In fact, let's go all the way back to the beginning of this story in 1954. Dr. Laborioa was born in the United States in 1954. After her parents finished their studies, the entire family moved to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. She grew up with three siblings and a love for science and arts at an early age. Her parents were both biologists and they introduced science into her childhood. Did you know when she was younger, she didn't even like math? She thought it was boring and her teachers weren't that great. However, her father eventually taught her how interesting math could be. In fact, her passion for math grew and grew after learning her first mathematical proof. Wait, isn't she supposed to be a scientist, not a mathematician? Actually, she's both. Dr. Laborioa uses mathematical equations and scientific theorems in her research all the time. She studies neurophysiology and the catastrophe theory. I don't know big words. What do those mean? Well, neurophysiology deals with the functions in the parts of the nervous system, which includes the brain and the spinal cord. The catastrophe theory is a way of studying and classifying how a system undergoes sudden large changes in behavior as the variables that control the system are changed. Cool. As a child, Isabel went to mixed schools where girls normally did a lot better in subjects than boys. She didn't have to deal with unfair social norms or barriers, and she excelled in school. She went to a college close to her parents and tried to balance math classes with physics and biology classes, her favorite subjects. After finishing undergraduate school in Brazil, she decided to stay in Brazil, I'm sorry, <laughs> to earn her Master of Science degree. Isabel later applied and got accepted to the University of Warwick in London to get her PhD. Meanwhile, she had a teaching job at a secondary school and took a course in animal physiology. Living in England was definitely a change for Dr. Laborioa. It must have been cold there. According to Dr. Laborioa herself, she had been turned into a bundle of clothes with hands and face sticking out of it. So yeah, pretty cold. She said that she had never felt discriminated or separated due to race or gender. As a woman in England, she had an easier time than most male Latin Americans. Just like in her earlier years, social norms weren't much of a problem for her. 
Once she received her PhD, she returned to Portugal to work at the University of Porto in 1983. Here, she began researching numerous topics, including differential equations in neurophysiology. By the way, differential equations involve studying how amounts change over time and drawing lots of pictures. Neurophysiology, again, involves the parts and functions of the nervous system. She also works with nerve impulses, where nerve cells connect to other cells using electrical signals. This can be described using differential equations. Through her research, Dr. Laborioa has found a way where nerve cells can act repetitively. With her colleagues, she has looked for ways to find information about the formation of patterns, such as in the coats of animals. You can see on the surface of animal fur the differences of the color of the skin, which can be modeled by 3D and 2D graphs. She has been recognized for publishing research papers and articles on a variety of mathematical and scientific topics. One of her projects was about applying singularity theory to nerve impulses, overseen by Ian Stewart who, by the way, also wrote a book about mathematics. The topics of some of the journals she has written include recognition of symmetries in reversible maps, projection of patterns and mode interactions, and invariance of bifurcation. Can we break these down a bit? Sure. According to the dictionary, bifurcation is the division of something into two branches. Also, symmetry lines of a reversible map depend on the identity of a specific function that is shown but it can be hard to determine if the map is very complex. Wow. Yes, it's very complex, but this is what Dr. Laborioa does. I, for one, think it is pretty cool. Let's leave these topics to Dr. Laborioa, okay? What situation was she in socially? As mentioned before, Dr. Laborioa didn't really face prejudice against women in science and math, unlike many other females in her field. This was especially significant because she was a woman and a Latin American. She says, whenever I manage to travel, I have had help from colleagues in other countries, mostly male, and I almost never felt excluded as a woman. Over the years of research and travel, she noted that Latin American women seemed to have less difficulty in dealing with colleagues that were male, and that not expecting discrimination helped in preventing it from occurring. When she got to Porto in 1983, the Department of Applied Mathematics at the University of Porto was really small. Most of her colleagues were working in totally different areas of math and did not interact much. However, they all strived to make the department a better place to work at, usually resulting in them all having to do more administration work than normal. Eventually, the situation there started to improve, and they gained computers, a more equipped library, and even started a Master of Science degree in 1992. In her later years in Portugal, Dr. Laborioa had to work in more isolation than usual. Money to travel in Portugal was low, and yet traveling was the only way to discuss her research with other mathematicians. She noticed this seemed to be a similar experience for many other female mathematicians in Brazil and Portugal. We've talked way too much about the past. What about the present and the future? What is Dr. Laborioa doing now? We have already talked enough about her research. You can say that again. So let's move on to her teaching. Dr. Laborioa has been teaching at the University of Porto since 1983 and is very proud of how hard her students have worked, as well as her students themselves. 
She has spoken at a lot of seminars and conferences on a variety of science and mathematical topics, mostly in Portugal, Brazil, and Spain. Her most recent one was in 2013. What about the role of women in math? How has this, including the situation of Dr. Laboria, changed over time? Decade by decade, women have been achieving higher and higher ground. Just like Sally Ride, we collectively as women set examples for each other and created new paths to walk on. We have taken positions in new fields and helped to contribute to society. While departing from the stereotypical roles females had to play in the house and community. Dr. Laboriella is one of the many women who have taken initiative to break the status quo in the fields of mathematics and science. She even said herself, while pursuing her career, she knew that she was doing what she wanted and thought the price was worth it. If Dr. Laboriella were here, how do you think she would want to be remembered? I'm sure that she would want to be known as an important contributor to neurophysiology and applied mathematics. After all, she has done so much to improve our knowledge of these topics, and also has contributed to increasing the role of women in math. In short, Dr. Isabel Salgado Laborioa is an amazing and hardworking woman. Her efforts in researching and exploring neurosciences and applied mathematics will always be inspiring as well as the mark she leaves on every one of her privileged students. You know something I found interesting about her was even though she didn't like math at first, she eventually found out what a cool career it can be. I like the fact that she learned to combine her favorite subjects into a career that she's passionate about. Dr. Laborioa's life story was especially interesting to me. The stories she has collected after traveling to so many places and doing so many things must be priceless. And I'm sure she has enjoyed proving to the world that women can do and are doing such advanced math. That's all we have on Dr. Isabel Laborioa. But why not leave on a light note? Who wants to hear a joke? Sure. Why not? Why shouldn't you let advanced math intimidate you? I don't know. Why? Because it's easy as pie. That was one of your better ones, but I think it's time to wrap this up for good. Agreed. To all who are listening, thank you so much for joining us in our adventures with Dr. Laborioa. We hope you've learned something new today. Bye! <laughs> Bye! Adios! See ya! Girls are smart. Every equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together. Fly rockets, build a house, and control the weather with math. 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 Yes. Who here likes math is not a man. You could be a female mathematician. <laughs>